0: I, I titled this message as Christianity Intolerant. And uh, believe me, when, when I when I gave this a title, I just thought, I don't think anybody's going to show. I mean, it's just like, it's not exactly the most exciting title out there. So I was hoping people would, we, would read the blurb, which also turns out not to be too exciting either. But, um, but the thing is, is I, I really think that this is, of all the messages that I'm giving, that I've given today, I think this is the most important. Um, it, I mean, it's vitally important to witness the Roman Catholics. It's vitally, tremendously important to witness the Mormons. Um, the timing of the rapture, I mean, in the overall scheme of things, I don't think it's that important. Although, you know, if I find out I can't buy or sell food and people are hunting me down and I'm, and I'm still here on earth, that is an important issue. So, but... Um, Whatever the case, though, this is this is really the direction that Western civilization is taking. Western civilization has been on a downward slide um, since at least uh, the uh 13, 1400s A.D. Even the Protestant Reformation only slowed things down, okay? And um, so we've been on the downward slide, and as Western civilization continues to reject the God of the Bible who blessed us so abundantly, okay, more and more are we finding ourselves, the Christians, the church, targets of this accusation and that accusation. One example I mentioned it earlier when I was talking about Roman Catholicism, there's the Roman Catholic scandal of priests molesting little boys. Is that a Roman Catholic scandal? Yes, it's a Roman Catholic scandal and the media lets us know it over and over and over again. However, when grown men molest little boys, not only is that a Roman Catholic scandal, if they happen to be a Roman Catholic priest, but it's also a homosexual scandal. But whenever they report on that, you will never hear the word homosexual mentioned. Okay? So it's kind of like if anything is even indirectly, even in a warp way, connected somehow to Christianity, then we have to badmouth it. But if it's connected with homosexuality, if it's a bad thing and it's connected with homosexuality, let's just not even call it a homosexual issue. Okay, so th- this media bias uh, that is coming out. Uh, re- I haven't read it yet, but recently I believe it's Rush Limbaugh's brother uh, just authored a book on persecution, about how Christians are being persecuted. And... uh And, um, there's guys that have been talking about that for years, but, uh, like Josh McDowell and all, um, and his book, The New Tolerance, things are getting bad. I mean, we are living in a day and age where the Supreme Court could say that it is offensive and unconstitutional, the Supreme Court, at least in the federal courts, at least in some of the states, that it's, it is, um offensive and unconstitutional to display the Ten Commandments in public places yet the leading courts in this country could turn around and say that the homosexual act is protected it's a constitutional right Okay, so it's Isaiah 5.20 it's the new morality Isaiah 5.20 where God says woe to those who call evil good and good evil okay uh, that's what political correctness is all about look look at Romans 132 if you have your bibles there um or since you're in Iwana, if you have it memorized you can just uh think intently on it um but um, Romans 132 Paul's talking about those who've denied the existence of God who reveals his existence to us through his creation and uh in Romans 1.32, he talks about well, once you deny God, you, you look for an alternative view, and you speculate, you profess to be wise, but you make a fool out of yourself. Okay? Um, and, you know, which if you talk to Tom Hoyles, he'll be the first to tell you, that's a pretty good description of what evolu- atheistic evolution is. It's like, you know, how can you Christians believe that God created the universe out of nothing? That is a, you don't have your blind faith. Well, what do you believe? Well, it was this big explosion and that exploded the whole universe into existence. So somehow, something, the whole universe popped into existence out of nothing, totally without a cause. Whatever the case is, big explosion produced all the order and design and complexity that we have in the world today. Hey, that's not a scientific statement. I don't care if the world's leading scientists say it, that is not a scientific statement. We, have we ever exam- scientifically examined a random explosion that produced more order? No. You, if you get a television set and it gets you 22 stations, blow it up. You're not going to get a 23rd and a 24th station. Okay? You look at the, the, the horrible Oklahoma City bombing. Everything's in shambles. It's, it's chaotic. It went from order to disorder. That's what explosions do. So don't act like, you know, some big bang explosion uh, produced all this beauty and order uh, in the universe. It 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 just doesn't make sense. But they speculate, profess to be wise, they speculate and make fools out of themselves. Then they engage in idolatry and immorality and then all sorts of evil. And then verse 32 of Romans 1, "...who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death..." Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Okay? Um, the words, are actually in the Greek, I think even a little bit more, a little stronger than approve, actually promote these lifestyles. See, that's what political correctness is all about. The new morality. Okay? It's like the debate is over. Don't be talking about, well, we need to outlaw abortion. Don't be talking about that. A woman has the right to do with her own body as she chooses. You know, we just get a politically correct mantra, and there's no debate. Nobody debates you. You, you try to uh, debate the issue, and they just laugh at you, or they call you... You're, you're, what are you, opposed to woman's rights, you male chauvinist pig? And all you're talking about is an unborn baby, a living human being, that we are allowing people to kill. And with government dollars going to Planned Parenthood, we're actually encouraging people especially young girls to kill. Uh, That's the new morality. The new morality says that, you know, you can't, in a high school, you can't give aspirin to a kid who's got a headache, okay? But you can refer them to Planned Parenthood to have an abortion. That's the new morality where um, a 13-year-old girl can't get her ears pierced without permission from her parents, but she can have an abortion without her parents even being notified. Things have changed. See, in this country, we started with God's moral absolutes. God's moral laws that were right or wrong for all people at all times and all places. Then we fell from that to a stage of no moral absolutes, moral relativism. What's good for you is good for you, it doesn't have to be good for me, and vice versa. Those days are gone. The days of moral relativism are gone. Okay? Uh, in those days they would say well you know Christianity's not uh, not good for me it's not true for me but if you like it I mean that's fine that's cool man I'll defend your right to, to be a Christian even though I don't agree with you that's moral relativism now we're in the rather than no moral moral uh, absolutes now we're in the stage of new moral absolutes where right is wrong and wrong is right where homosexuality is being proclaimed as a healthy alternative lifestyle and, and it's a lifestyle that actually helps further the wholesomeness of our culture whereas Christianity is, is bigoted it's intolerant and um, you know I mean, I mean we're not just talking about CNN and, and Ted Turner okay we're talking about guys who call themselves conservatives Sean Hannity, an Irish Catholic on Fox, you know, Hannity and Combs. Um, Bill O'Reilly, another Irish Catholic, uh, the, o, the O'Reilly Factor, okay, on Fox. These guys, when they interviewed, one of them interviewed Jerry Falwell, the other one interviewed uh, uh, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And w- when Falwell said on, on one of their programs and, and the Southern Baptist uh, leaders said on, on the other program that this was after September 11th, Osama bin Laden and the, the, the uh, trade towers. When uh, when they said that yes, I believe that you could only be saved through Jesus, through Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus Christ. Sean Hannity responded the same way Bill O'Reilly responded. They both said, Well, don't you think that that puts you in the same category as Osama bin Laden? What are they talking about? Jerry Falwell's been married to the same woman for like 50 years. He doesn't have six wives like Osama Bin Laden. Jerry Falwell never killed an innocent human being. He's got nothing in common with Usama Bin Bin Laden. You see, we, we don't even even people who call themselves conservatives in America, if they're not true believers, they no longer they no longer even have the capability of drawing the distinction between freedom of religion where you're free to believe that people are only saved within your religion, that people are only saved through faith in Jesus. They can't draw a distinction between that and then the militant Muslim view that if you don't accept our religion we'll kill your men, your women, and your children. Now, if you can't see the difference between the two, something is wrong here. But that's the way our culture views things. It is this new morality that we have got to be tolerant of this, tolerant of that. Uh, there's a book, The New Morality, written by William Watkins, with that title, The New Morality. So you don't have to write down the title. It's right there. Just put William Watkins next to that if you want to pick it up. It gives you about 10 or 12 chapters on what the old moral law was and what the new moral absolute is. Okay, It is no longer moral relativism where, hey, if Christianity's good for you, man... Right on, that's great. It's just not good for me. no, those days are gone, okay? It is now, what do you mean you're Christian? you intolerant, bigot, don't you know Christianity caused all the wars in the history of mankind? You know that's the kind of attitude that's coming, and I' tell you where you're going to see it the most is not if you go places where there's a bunch of uneducated people and you know, yeah, you're not going to get this from your garbage man, okay. And I'm not saying the garbage. By the way, I'm not saying the garbage man is uneducated. He makes a lot more money than me. He's got some smarts. He knows what he's doing. Um, it's like back, back east. Getting a little off track, but back east in, in New York and New Jersey, they, every time they wanted a raise, they went on strike. Yeah, he had boxes piled, you know, four rows deep and 20 feet high in New York City. Rats all over the place. They got every raise they wanted. Some of the best paid guys on the East Coast. And, uh, but what I'm saying is, it's not going to come from the blue collar guy. Where well, you see this, this garbage, the thought that is so obviously false, you've got to go to prin- places like Princeton, Ivy League schools. We're on the quote unquote cutting edge of modern thought, or postmodern thought for that matter. Um, the New Tolerance. Good book on this, on the New Tolerance. Uh, Josh McDowell, it's, it's, the title is The New Tolerance. Josh McDowell and Bob Hostetler. By the way, I'll do a little commercial here. My book, God, Government, and the Road to Tyranny. Okay? Um, that book has a chapter on the new morality, a chapter on the new tolerance, a chapter on religion and how it impacts government and cultures, and it has a chapter on the death of Western civilization. I'm dealing with all those issues in this lecture. And um, so if you get a chance, take a look, take a look at that. Um, but whatever the case, the traditional tolerance meant freedom of religion and freedom of speech. So traditional tolerance meant, if you were a Muslim, you're free to believe that, uh, that I need to accept Allah and become devoted to Allah through Islam if I'm going to be saved. You have the freedom to believe that, and I'm willing to die for your freedom to believe that. But I have the freedom to believe that salvation is only through Jesus. And I've got the same freedom of speech that you have. And the same freedom of religion that you have. That's traditional tolerance. Okay? Uh, The new tolerance, okay, is that all beliefs are equally true and all behavior is equally wholesome. And if you reject that, you cannot be tolerated. There is no place for you in our new world order. Okay? Okay? This this happened before. This is nothing new. Like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. In ancient Rome, they prided themselves on being the most tolerant empire in the history of mankind. Because it was like, hey, you know, you can worship whatever god or gods you want. And if we conquer you, we're so tolerant. If we conquer you, we invade your land and conquer you, we'll add your gods to our pantheon of gods. The Romans never met a god they didn't like. Okay? And so they're so tolerant, it's like, Hey, sir, you worship whatever gods you want, and you're okay with us, the Roman Empire. Well, one thing, though. You've got to make sure you bow before Caesar and worship Caesar as Lord as well. So as long as you respect our gods and worship our emperor... We're so tolerant, we'll tolerate you worshiping your own gods as well. Okay? Christians couldn't say, Caesar is Lord. So that's when they coined the phrase, Jesus is Lord. And at first the Romans didn't mess with them because the, the Jews had complained so much about it that they received an exemption. And so as long as the Romans thought that the early Christians were just a branch of Judaism, Christians were under that exemption. But once it became clear that the Jews didn't like the Christians and didn't consider the Christians part of Judaism anymore, then the Christians no longer had that exemption and then they were being put to death by the Romans. Um, and, and so, we're, we're, you know, in the name of tolerance, Christianity cannot be tolerated. Now, 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 look at the new tolerance. All beliefs are equally true, all behavior is equally wholesome, and we cannot tolerate those who disagree with us. That, the, the new tolerance is the most intolerant belief system in the history of mankind. It's not the Christians who are intolerant. I don't want to see a Muslim put in prison just because he or she is a Muslim. I want them to have the freedom to believe as they choose. Now, I have the freedom. Uh, he has the freedom to try to convince me to convert to Islam. And I'm willing to die for his freedom to do that. But I'm also willing to die for my freedom to try to convince him that he needs to accept Jesus to be saved. The new tolerance is like, hey, to be totally honest with you, the new tolerance, uh, in the end, there's no place not only for traditional Christians, but there's no place for traditional Jews or Muslims as well.
1: Anybody who believes
0: that there is a God and you're not Him, there's no room for you in the new world order. Um, And that's why... uh, New Agers like Barbara Marx Harvard a very tolerant lady um, wants the one-fourth of mankind to be exterminated uh, she's talking about traditional Christians, Muslims and Jews because um, we, uh, we're going to hold back human evolution because we refuse to acknowledge that man is God and you know it's like, it's like the human race is this big tree that's growing what do you do with the dead branches to enhance the growth of the tree, you cut them off she wants to cut us off and uh, you might think, well, okay, but she's a flake. She's a fly-by-night lady. Well, uh, she was uh, an advisor to President Clinton. Uh, not President Clinton. I was to advisor to uh, uh, President Carter. Um, uh, I mean, Bill Clinton would have got along well with her. But uh, whatever the case, she speaks at Mikhail Gorbachev's State of the World Forum. I don't know why Mikhail Gorbachev has to have these forums on the State of the World. It's not his planet. Somebody tell... That communist guy who never recanted of his communism, he doesn't own the planet. And for some reason, we give him, you know, a former military base in San Francisco and just go ahead, do your thing, and we act like he's real important. And former President Bush and former secretaries of states, uh, Schultz and Baker, go and speak at his forums. What's going on here? And it's all done in the name of the new tolerance. Uh, religious pluralism, the idea that all faiths lead to God. You know, you think, well, if they believe all faiths lead to God, then they'll have no problem with my Christian views. No. Because you believe salvation is only through Jesus, again, there's no place for you in this new world order. So, again, those who are saying that we're intolerant, they are the intolerant ones. Everything is backwards. Good is evil and evil is good. By the way, when God said that to the Jews in Isaiah 5.20, it was because judgment was coming. That's the final stage before God comes down in judgment on a civilization is when they start calling evil good and good evil. And we're living in those days today. Um, Christianity today is being viewed as intolerant. We're being blamed for a whole list of things. The Inquisition. The Inquisition where you had people that were tortured and killed. Sometimes it was Jews being tortured and killed. Okay? Number one, let me say, I don't know what it is about Ted Turner and uh, the liberal media. I am not a Roman Catholic. I was raised a Roman Catholic. I left Roman Catholicism. It's one of the hardest things to leave. Okay? Very few Roman Catholics leave Roman Catholicism. So I took my stand against Roman Catholicism. If you're a Protestant, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, we took our stand against Roman Catholicism. It's called the Protestant Reformation. So why do we get blamed for the Inquisition? Not only was the Roman Catholic Church torturing and killing Jews during the Inquisition, they were also torturing and killing anyone who wouldn't convert to Roman Catholicism. In other words, they were killing an awful lot of Bible-believing Christians. Somebody, Somebody needs to tell these people we were the victims, not the victimizers. Um... It's crazy, the argument goes as follows, Christianity brought about the Inquisition, we want to prevent another Inquisition, let's have an Inquisition against Christians. Okay, I mean, it goes right down the list, the Holocaust, the warped reasoning, Christianity caused the Holocaust, we want to prevent another Holocaust, let's get rid of Christians. Well, that would be another Holocaust. So, in, in the name of tolerance, intolerance is, is reaching epic proportions in our civilization. Um, so, the Inquisition. Uh, by the way, the Inquisition, as bad as the Roman Catholic Inquisition was, I, I believe Roman Catholicism basically is the blending of Christianity with paganism. So, it retains some Christian aspects, but it also contains pagan aspects. Okay? But it's also the blending of Christianity with the Roman Empire. So it's not that Christianity influenced the Roman Empire for the bad. It couldn't get much worse than it was. It's the Roman Empire that influenced Christianity for the bad. But I I tell you, even with the Inquisition, as, as warped and as gruesome as the torture was, it was actually a step forward for human rights when compared to state, sanctioned torture that had nothing to do with Roman Catholicism. In other words, Roman Catholicism slowed down the killing and actually lessened the amount of torture that was there. So even a watered-down Christianity will slow down the killing. And, um, but whatever the case, I'm a Protestant. I don't think I need to apologize for what the you know, Bishop of Rome did. Uh, The the Crusades. You know, when I went to Princeton to debate Elliot Ratzman on does the Christian God exist, I got over there. I thought, you know, hey, it'd be a great idea if I could get some, uh, you know, Campus Crusade for Christ to to come and pray with me before this debate. You know, it's always nice to pray before debating. And um, I couldn't, nobody knew what I was talking about. I was asking about Campus Crusade for Christ. and Finally, they told me, well, the only Christian organization we have here is Agape Fellowship. I thought, well, that's good, you know, agape love, you know, fellowship, that's great, you know, agape fellowship. Can't wait to meet these guys and pray with them. So I met with them, we prayed together, a direct descendant of Jonathan Edwards was there. Really, really neat. We prayed in a room where Einstein had taught. And um, so I I started asking these guys after we prayed, I said, I'm really glad I found you guys, you know, Christian organization at Princeton, but how come there's no Campus Crusade for Christ here? And the guy looked at me and said, well, don't tell anybody, but we are Campus Crusade for Christ. And I said, well, why would you change your... I mean, Bill Bill Bright, you know, gave his life for this ministry and he built such a good, solid name. Why would you change it? And basically it was because of the intolerance at the Ivy League school named Princeton. It was so bad that just the word crusade in your name was enough to just just totally stifle your ministry. And so Campus Crusade for Christ, they're not I'm trying to look at the best way to put this because they did not believe me, they did not take a backward step on this. They were not compromising the faith by changing their name. They just realized what was more important to them than the name of their ministry was the souls they were trying to reach. And if the word crusade has been pounded into the heads of the students, so all they think of Christianity is the crusades and slaughtering of innocent people, then let's just change the name. And the name's just not that important to us. So I think that was a tremendous, tremendous uh, act of wisdom in, in doing that. But that's how bad it's getting. The crusades, you realize originally, again, the crusades, Roman Catholic thing, not a Protestant thing. So right off the bat, they're not even talking about us. Okay, um, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you want to slam me on the Crusades, what are you trying to do, get me to leave Roman Catholicism? I already left. Um, but, uh, whatever the case, originally the Crusades, the Muslims were going around slaughtering Eastern uh, Orthodox Christians. Now, the Roman Catholic Church was not exactly a great friend of the Eastern Orthodox Church, if you know anything about their history. Uh, they constantly butt heads, and then eventually the Eastern Church broke off of them and said, forget the Bishop of Rome, we're not going to submit to him. Um, so they weren't exactly the greatest of friends, but they thought, you know, we profess to be Christians, they profess to be Christians, they're being invaded, um, we need to go defend them. So it originally started just, to, just in defense of um, the Eastern Orthodox Christians. It was a defensive act. But eventually things evolved to the point where, you know, it's like, Let's, let's have an offensive war and go into the Middle East and try to take Jerusalem from the Muslims and then take these holy sites and rather than give it to the Jews, we'll give it to the Roman Catholic Church and stuff. So, you know, it got real ugly. Um, you had the Children's Crusade. Yeah, I mean, not good. Um, but whatever the case, again, uh, he, I speak out against Roman Catholicism. Ted Turner does, doesn't. He just he just speaks out against Christianity in general. I mean, so so you know, I'm speaking out against Roman Catholicism. What more do you want me to do? Don't blame the Crusades on me. Um, the Salem witch trials. Okay, couple things there. Were innocent people killed? Probably, probably. Um, are we talking hundreds of thousands, millions of people? No. The numbers are greatly exaggerated. Um, sometimes they were real witches that were killed, and I'm not so sure that we should be killed. I, I, mean, I think that a lot of these leaders, Christian, these Puritan leaders, were basing it on, you know, stoning sorcerers, the Old Testament mosaic law, which I don't think applies to Gentile nations. So I would question some of their interpretation of scriptures and things of that sort, but there was some supernatural activity that was going on Things were probably blown out of proportion. But whatever the case, yes, this is a black mark on Protestant biblical Christianity, but it is greatly exaggerated way beyond what it should be. I mean, I mean everybody wants to talk about that. Okay? The, you know, probably, probably less than a few hundred that were killed there in America and throughout Europe there, was, there were more, but everybody wants to talk about that. Well, let's talk about what atheism has done. I mean, just Red China and the Soviet Union alone. And keep in mind, Red China's only been around since like 1948. Soviet Union was only around from 1917, and then supposedly it, it ended its uh, its uh, uh, love fest with uh, communism in the late 1980s. I doubt that sincerely. I mean, what's the guy's name? Putin or whatever, a former KGB agent. Uh, you know, where's the Nuremberg trials on him? Mikhail Gorbachev. Nobody put him on trial for all the people, that, innocent people that were slaughtered under his regime. Um, so I don't, I, think these, I don't think these guys stopped being communists. I think we just became so socialistic that they look so much like us that we really bought their lie that they're really not communists anymore. But you get all these guys that were former communists. Now they change their name. They don't call themselves communists anymore. That'd be like a guy who's a liberal Democrat and then just decides it's easier to win an election as a Republican, so he calls himself a Republican, but has the same views. Just because you changed your name doesn't mean that your views have changed. Um, whatever the case, um, uh, you know, Red China and the old Soviet Union alone okay, killed... somewhere around 100 million of their own people during peacetime alone. Okay? I mean, when you, when, you, when you add up, all the people that have been killed by their own governments during the 20th century, during peacetime, it's somewhere between 120 and 370 million people. That's more people than have died in the history of mankind's wars put together. Do you realize the killing rate slows down? Um... When a communist regime, an atheistic communist regime is at war, that's weird now I'm not advocating let's invade communist nations because then their people have a better chance of, of surviving, but the fact of the matter is they do have a better chance of surviving. See when there's no war going on, they confiscate all the weapons and then they just slaughter group large groups of people that they think might somehow someday some way, be a potential threat to our power. Oh, you had a college first-year course in economics, you know about free enterprise? Okay, slaughter him. Um, You know, the list goes on and on. Um, But, um, whatever the case, uh, during war, uh, they have to arm their young men, so their men then all of a sudden have a chance to defend themselves. but uh, war is not the biggest... I tell you, right now, as ugly as war is, and war is ugly, everybody in this room knows that war is ugly, what's even uglier than war is big government. Okay? And what saddens me, big government kills at a much faster rate than um, than war does. What scares me is that not only... Um, Do many communists not know that or maybe they know it and don't care or whatever? What scares me is most Americans don't understand just don't get it. In fact, I would even argue most evangelical Christians don't get it. Most evangelical Christians, as long as the guy in the White House professes faith in Christ and lives a moral lifestyle, most evangelical Christians will give him a giant blank check. Our founding fathers would, would, would roll over in their graves over that. You might trust George W. Bush, okay? I think he's much more a man of character than than the last president we had. You might trust him, but don't forget, any extra power you give to him, Hillary Clinton might have someday. So don't ask yourself, well, do, do I trust George Bush to do this, even though it goes beyond what the Constitution says the president should do? Ask yourself, would I like Hillary Clinton to have that same power? Because someday, even if she's not in the White House, somebody with the same views she has is going to be there. Um, But whatever the case, we put this trust in in government. But uh, the Holocaust, you realize the the reigning view of the Holocaust in Europe today is that Christians are so gullible... And we can't defend our views because they're fairy tales that are so easy to refute. We're a bunch of uneducated, gullible people that we always long to elect a dictator to do all our thinking for us and to protect us. And so they argue that Christians caused the Holocaust by backing Hitler and seeing him as their savior, okay? Um, Robert Erickson... um, a history professor at Olympic College, Olympic Community College in Bremerton, he wrote a book, uh, Theologians Under Hitler, where he argues that Christianity led to the Holocaust. He tours Europe giving talks on that. He tours America and synagogues talking about that. And uh, and he basically argues if we want to prevent another Holocaust, we've got to do something about Christianity. Okay. Now, twice I challenged him to debate me. And, uh, he just didn't even, he just ignored me both times, okay? Um, whatever the case, uh, that's what's being taught at Ivy League schools today, and it's, it's spreading to other college campuses, that Christianity led to the Holocaust. If we want to prevent another Holocaust, we've got to do something about Christianity. So in the name of tolerance, we can't tolerate these Christians. Um... Now, the Discovery Channel, and you're not exactly talking Jerry Falwell's, uh, you know, old-time gospel hour there, the Discovery Channel, okay, just did some honest research, and they came up with a 90-minute program called the Nazis, the Occult Conspiracy, okay, where they argued, they showed the, the occultic roots of Nazism, that it was a form of neo-paganism. The, 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 the closest view... Okay, the closest view to Nazism, the closest religious view to Nazism today is what we call the New Age movement, neo-paganism. See, the Nazis believed that the German race, they held to the teachings of, of Helena Blavatsky of the Theosophical Society, that their teachings were held by the Thule Society, which uh, Adolf Hitler uh, backed them. And, um, uh, but they believed the German race was divine, and uh, all non-Aryans were subhuman, and that as we evolved forward, we were going to spiritually evolve, and uh, the master race was going to take a quantum leap forward in this new age. Okay, And it would create the new man, the superman, the overman. Um, But the danger was that the perfect genetic code... Of the of the master race might be polluted by subhumans like Jews or any other non Aryans. Therefore, that's why the Jews were just tortured, experimented on, and put to death. Whereas many Christians, they were first, um, they would first try to recruit them, and then if that didn't work, um, eventually they would get to the stage of arresting them and persecuting them. um, it was because most of the Christians were, that they dealt with it throughout Europe were, were of the Aryan type. That they were, quote-unquote, redeemable in the Nazi sense. Adolf Hitler in the school books of the children is documented by the Discovery, <clears throat> the Discovery Channel. The little children had to read, Adolf Hitler is my savior. Adolf Hitler is my god. Required curriculum for little first and second graders. Does that sound anything like biblical Christianity? No. The Nazis were not Christian. Now, Hitler called his views positive Christianity or German Christianity, but it was not Christian at all. What led to the Holocaust was this. The, German, the leadership of the German church through the seminaries in Germany and through the churches, the pastors, okay, apostatized from the faith. You know what this pulpit is? This pulpit is the conscience of a nation. and the day when the day comes when a godly man no I know the pastor of this church he's a godly man the day comes when if the day comes when the guy who gets behind his pulpit is not a godly man but is a deceiver is a man who waters down the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that is the day and when that happens all out, all over throughout the land that is the day when america our culture will lose its conscience If you remove the Christian voice, there is always an Adolf Hitler waiting in the wings. My students at King's West are shocked when I ask them the question, how did Adolf Hitler come to power? Didn't he uh, blow somebody up or some building up? And didn't they do this? Didn't they do that? And blah, 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 and all this other stuff. They go on and on and on. And then I tell them, no, he was elected. What makes us think that because we live in America, a land where we elect our officials, that we're never going to get an Adolf Hitler? Most people that uh, elected Hitler looked the other way. The fact that he was torturing and killing human beings just because he made the economy better. How many times have we heard that? Well, I don't agree with the guy's... I don't think he's a man of character. I don't agree with his morality, but I think he's good for the economy. It's, uh, something's wrong with our priorities. Um, but the, the Holocaust, they were neo pagans. <clears throat> you know, when I told R- Robert Erickson, I said, How can you call these theologians Christians when they deny that Jesus is God? They even deny that Jesus was Jewish. How can you call these guys, you know, how, how can Christians be anti Semitic? How can I be anti Semitic? How can I be anti Jewish? I worship a Jew. The apostles, the authors of the New Testament were Jewish. The prophets, the authors of the Old Testament were Jewish. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. I pray for Israel. I don't think the Jews should have to carve up their land and give it to their enemies unless they feel like it because I think it's their land. But I'm I'm anti-Semitic because I'm Christian. Good is evil and evil is good now. Everything's been turned around. Nothing seems to, seems to make sense anymore. I told, I told Robert Erickson, how can you call these guys Christians when they obviously rejected traditional Christianity? None of them. I even gave a quote from his book where one of the theologians said, I know of no pastor in all of Germany who still holds the 4th century Christology. You know what that means? In layman's terms, that means this guy knew of no pastor in all of Germany who still believed Jesus is God. Now, I'm sure there were some, but he didn't know of any. Because so many preachers had apostatized from the faith. And that's always going to pave the way uh, for an Adolf Hitler type to take power. Anyway, I said, how can you call those guys Christians? He said, well, I'm a historian. I'm not a theologian. If they call themselves Christians and went to some type of church, that's good enough for me. I can't make theological judgments. I'm a historian. So then I read to him a quote from uh, the Pope of that day who condemned Nazism as a pantheistic, you know, believing that God is the universe, as a pantheistic heresy, a pantheistic false religion, um, and uh, the Catholic Pope called for all Roman Catholic priests to oppose it. Okay? And then this was an encyclical letter that had to be read from every Roman Catholic pulpit throughout uh, Germany and throughout Europe. Um, And I said, well, here the Roman Catholic Pope said that the Nazi belief system was pagan, was pantheistic, much, much like the New Age movement. Well, Dr. Robert Erickson, and all his infinite wisdom, disagreed with me. And so then I reminded him, I said, Oh, but I'm sorry, you can't say that, you can't come to that decision, because remember, you're a historian, you're not a theologian. He just got done saying he can't make theological decisions, and then he makes a theological decision. And I also told him, don't try to tell me the Roman Catholic Pope is not a theologian. You have to take a long time to convince me of that. Um, Whatever the case, um, the Holocaust, the Nazis were actually neo-pagans. You want to watch out for another Holocaust? Watch out for the New Age movement. Uh, Richard Terrell wrote a book, uh, Resurrecting the Third Reich, where he argued for the occultic roots of Nazism, and then argued that the New Age movement is kind of the reincarnation of the Nazi movement only on a worldwide scale. Um, And by the way, that's not hard to to document at all, and that's scary. Um, And by the way, what is the New Age movement? It's supposed to be the most tolerant uh, religion that's out there right now. And so right now, Christianity is being blamed for all the world's problems and wars and must be removed if we're going to have this new world order, this new age of peace. What's the reality, though? The reality is that Christians, other than unborn babies, are the most persecuted people on the face of the earth today. 160,000 Christians are martyred for their faith each year. This is on the congressional record now, by the way. When's the last time CNN talked about that? Fox did a little spot on it, and I am grateful for that. CNN never talks about the Christians that are being slaughtered around the globe for their faith. Uh, When we think of victims, we think of homosexuals, because two guys down in some bar beat up a guy who happened to be a homosexual, and that's all we hear about for two weeks on the news. Okay? No, and we do uh, Hitler persecuting homosexuals. It was only one type of homosexuals that Hitler was opposed to, but the macho militant homosexuals, many of them filled his ranks as stormtroopers or SS agents. Um, um, you realize,
1: for every Jew
0: that was in a concentration camp or put to death by the Nazis, there was 1.5 Christians put to death or in a concentration camp, or placed in a concentration camp by the Nazis. Now. The reason why we don't hear about that is, number one, our media has an unwritten rule, and it is this. Christians are never victims. They are always the victimizers. And they try to stand by that rule as much as possible because they have an agenda. Okay? Uh, but also, number two, keep in mind, when we're talking about those, the, the Jews that were tortured and put to death, that was every single Jew that Adolf Hitler and his demonic regime could get their hands on. Whereas even though the Christians outnumbered the Jews, the ones that were placed in in concentration camps and all, um, that was just a small fraction of the uh, Christians throughout Europe. So I agree that the, the, the Jewish Holocaust is primarily a Jewish Holocaust, but then you get some of these ballistic, Bible-believing Christians, like Corrie Ten Boom, as, quote-unquote, intolerant as she was, uh, here, Corey Temboom and people like that that risked their lives to save innocent Jewish people that were thrown into concentration camps themselves, and we don't hear about it on CNN because you know what the news is to CNN? Whatever Ted Turner says, the news is. Well, as for me, in my house, we don't uh, we don't listen to Ted Turner. Um, okay, so. So, let's look so so Christians, we are actually the victims. We're not the victimizers. Let's take a look at how other uh, you know, I mean, all you got to do is look at the freedom we've enjoyed in America. That's the influence that biblical Christianity has on a culture. You know, and and oh, well, Christianity, don't forget though, it led to slavery. What? What are you talking about? Slavery has been here since the fall of mankind. Western civilization as influenced by Christianity did not invent slavery, it inherited slavery from paganism. And when Western civilization, as influenced by Christianity, came of age and applied its Christianity to the slavery issue, it got rid of slavery. First place on the planet Earth to abolish slavery was New York State. Because of John Adams and his influence over there. Second place on the planet Earth um, was one of the American territories. Then I think the third place on earth was New Zealand, and the fourth place was like Great Britain, whatever. But the reason why it was like in bits and pieces in America until the Civil War was because of states' rights. The federal government wasn't dictating what the states were doing. Okay? So that's the problem. We don't understand what freedom is anymore. Freedom means self-government. Not just a good thing, it's a scary thing.